Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Moneyball? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. So, I'm a huge idiot, and I thought we were recording... <laughs> For like we just, 10 minutes. We just recorded a whole conversation <laughs> and then realized we weren't, well, we didn't record it, actually. But thankfully, it was just like 10 minutes. So. Yeah. We, uh, so, uh, luckily, so now it's old news, so we're not going to tell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just going to obsessively stare at that recording light, make sure it's still recording, <laughs> like every day for the rest of my life. Um, so, <laughs> so, you were telling me about some movies or youtube right, so videos I'm you watch. i'm gonna start, start over, all again. over again i'll pretend i'll pretend i haven't heard it okay 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 so i was watching oh, wow. youtube <laughs> i'm fascinated are you <laughs> okay keep going and it was about mm. <laughs> i'll stop okay. last time i promise all right scouts honor okay it was the second movie in the 365 days trilogy now if anyone has seen the first one it's real bad i didn't know that it was a trilogy oh it's a trilogy and mm. it's like the first one is about this guy who kidnaps a woman and he basically threatens to rape her until she like somehow magically falls in love with him i don't know it's really bad anyway so in the second it's one so bad they made two more movies <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's literally gotten like I think 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my gosh. I know. I think it has, it may have a worse rating than Alan Quartermain in the Temple of Skulls. I'll tell you, it has a worse plot line, but. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Uh, I so know Dragon School. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching I'm watching this video and it's it's like one of those it's kind of like cinema sins where it breaks down everything that happens in the movie. Oh sure. And right so I'm like watching it and I was like this looks really really terrible. This looks really bad. So naturally I, was I watched say, it. <laughs> I know you too well. And it was basically a an hour and 40 minutes of montages and a lot of sex. It was So it was like uh, that Rocky movie where he uh, what one is that Rocky 5 maybe I've it's never seen Rocky montages. 5 anyway. <laughs> it was all montages and they get married because why wouldn't you and um, and of course he's just as much of an asshole as he's always been because big fucking surprise guess what the guy who threatens to fucking rape you every day is an asshole whoa anyway so um, the ending is like the only it was maybe 20 minutes of a plot and that was the entire movie was condensed in this but it was it i there were some parts where i was like they could actually be having sex because it looked so real it was like softcore porn really? pretty much yeah it's kind of hot and if you're gonna watch it that's the only reason you should watch it but if you're not i don't so <laughs> what's the plot uh, so they get married and she's all like, you can't boss me around, you know, like, I, I'm, you're my, I'm your wife and you cannot boss me around. And he's like, cool, but I'm like Italian mafioso. And she's like, don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and so he uh, uh, tells her he is a brother. And she's like, what? You have a brother? Why wouldn't you ever tell me this? And he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> I have to go do stuff and be emotionally distant. And uh, and and she's going, okay, well, can we talk about this? And she comes 
and they're at a party and it's like the thing about this movie is that it's like really aesthetically like gorgeous it's very aesthetically pleasing you know and everyone in it is so like so beautiful and so she sees him and he's like fucking another woman oh my gosh (laughs) unbelievable so right so it's like what their first or second month of being married and she's she's going cool Okay, well, I'm going to run away with the hot gardener, and his name is Nacho. <laughs> Nacho. His name, his name is Nacho. Oh, my gosh. There's a guy in Better Call Saul called Nacho. <laughs> I wonder that? if this is his origin story. <laughs> oh. So, so she runs away with a gardener named Nacho, and Nacho lives in this gorgeous place. Like, not he's a gardener, (laughs) right? Right, and like he has a weird, almost borderline incestuous relationship with his sister. And the sister's like pregnant. She's like super adorable. Like everyone is gorgeous. And who's the father? I don't know. I don't think it matters. I don't even know if they mention it. Sounds like it it matters. (laughs) (laughs) So. So, um, this is something you should know ahead of time if you're getting into a relationship with someone who may or may not have an incestuous relationship right. with a sister. So I wasn't paying a great deal of attention to the movie because is I it love myself. In English? Uh, it, <laughs> um, part of it is okay. Part of it is in Polish, uh, but so because she's Polish. So and the guy uh, kept pronouncing her name Laura the entire movie, and I was like, "It's Laura." <laughs> like it was driving me nuts. Which, which guy? Her cheating? No, no, husband? no, no, no. Like the dude in the in the um, YouTube video. Oh, in the YouTube video. Yeah, okay. he was like Massimo and Laura and Laura, and I was like, "It's Massimo and Laura." <laughs> like it was driving me crazy. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's just my own little thing. Sure. So. <clears throat> So, um, she has a bunch of sex dreams about the gardener, or they maybe have sex or something. Again, I was only paying half attention because I love myself. And um, and eventually, somehow she ends up back with Massimo, and it turns out that he does have a brother. And his brother is his twin brother. So, the guy she saw fucking that girl was actually his twin brother. And then she gets shot, and that's the end. She dies? You don't... She, like, supposedly died in the first one, but then she was, like, Mm. apparently they had no explanation as to how she came back to life, and she was, like, pregnant in the first one, too, and she, like, lost the baby. And, uh, and, um... And I was kind of like wondering, I was like, if they're going to make a second one, because I knew, I had heard that it was a trilogy before. I was like, if they're going to make a second one, and it's supposed to be like really sexy, how are they going to do this with a, br- a baby? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it's going to be like the baby on ever. Friends, where yeah. Rachel had a baby, but there's really no evidence <laughs> that the baby exists. <laughs> right, exactly. Or like Cougar Town, where I literally forgot that Ellie had a baby, and then they were all like, oh, you have a baby like they actually joked about it like it was kind of like breaking the fourth wall but uh so did she have sex with a gardener in real life i don't think so i think it was just a dream i think she she ran away with them in real life yeah so but i don't think they ever like did anything i think it was just yeah which you kind of like want them to because he's like actually respectful and like nice i mean maybe sleeping with his sister but beggars can't be choosers so anyway (laughs) Is he a beggar though? It sounds like he has a very successful job. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, uh, and that was it. Let's and make let's make movies da- uh, glorifying emotional damage, <laughs> right? I like think that would be good. Like sexual trauma, look, essentially. I look, mean, horrible things happen to this woman, and she's totally fine. I know. She's like 
she's just super gorgeous living her life yeah go for it Laura like anyway uh, and then I watched another movie and this one was actually a little more interesting it was called Endless Love it's with Brooke Shields and um, it was like Tom Cruise's first film it was oh, in, from 1981 it. it's think. a James Spader and um, the guy in it is the, the like love interest is named Martin Hewitt I had never heard of him or seen him in anything but I was like holy shit this guy is so cute <laughs> like i was i gotta well, I mean, get i gotta get a look remember, at this guy. 40 years ago so it was like 40 years ago version of him martin hewitt what's the movie called endless love endless love yeah i think they made a remake of it but um it's like about this dude i found on hulu and it's about this guy who is dating this woman and they're both teenagers oh and yeah he is really cute yeah he's that's him yeah yeah and I was like, how come we've never like, the heard whole him? movie? I was like, oh my god, this guy is so like he reminded me a lot of Penn Badgley and yeah, I can like see Mark that. Ruffalo. He's still alive. I wonder why like we have never heard of him. I know, right? And oh he, my was, gosh. he was like a decent actor. He too. was in a movie called Secret Games Two: The Escort, Car- <laughs> Carnal Crimes, Killer Party. I think I know why we haven't heard of him. <laughs> I was just gonna say the same thing. It's so funny you said that. I was gonna be like, "Well, that's why we never heard of him." Yeah, apparently he w- he went the B movie route. Oh yeah, big anyway. time. So, <clears throat> so they end up having a relationship, but like her grades are starting to fall apart, and like the relationship between her and the father oh, is a little weird. Remake. I remember seeing trailers for like yeah. a remake of it and thinking it seemed like psychotically overdramatic. Yeah, it was it well because that's what I wanted to watch. I had watched 365 Days, and then after that, I was like, I want something like dramatic and angsty and like loving, big time, you know, like romance yeah. angsty. So I picked and that. I'm not. I'm not saying the one from the 80s was like that. I'm just saying I didn't know the remake was based <laughs> on anything, and I remember like hard rolling my eyes in the theater during yeah. the trailers but keep going yeah so the song endless love by lionel richie that's where yeah. that came from name do you the know movie. that song name the movie <laughs> friends listen to endless love in the dark do you what? know that movie no the quote no if anybody knows it answer right now but i'm gonna say the answer so i won't know if you cheated or not it's from happy gilmore oh yeah there's no way i would have known that have I've, you ever seen that movie oh yeah many but, times many times yeah but but not but enough to know not, like the little details yeah no i always liked it though that was one of my favorite quotes <laughs> when i was younger i used to say it quite often yeah i, I and endless context love is never really... i was never playing endless love when i said it i just really <laughs> liked it love <laughs> anyway so that's where that song came from oh that makes yeah, sense that yeah makes sense and the um t- titular song yeah yeah and so so like so the father is like you can't ever see my daughter again you know the, first she's, mistake <laughs> right so then he sets their house on fire like most people do oh um, that in that situation of, is the movie have you ever seen the movie fear I Mark think Wahlberg I, I and want Reese Witherspoon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what it's yeah, called? Fear. Yeah, yeah. That kind of reminds me. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like there's a similar like situation where he's kind of like super possessive. Is he was like not possessive as much as he was just like she's the only good part of my life, and that sounds possessive to burn down. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I guess. All that's right, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> right, in the words of Kanye West, <laughs> I'm gonna let, let you finish. finish. Uh, so, um, it, it was it was a, an interesting movie. Uh, I actually I liked it. I, I was kind of impressed that I liked it, and 
it the, sounds kind of like a guilty pleasure fun yeah, watch yeah mm-hmm. and Brick, i mean brick shields was like 15 or something in that movie she's so she was so beautiful i mean she's still very beautiful but um i it was just kind of like it was a fun little you mm-hmm. know jaunt whatever yeah. to watch and i'm kind of curious about the new one but I don't think I'm curious enough to watch it. It'd be like a very casual Stay watch if I did. Stay tuned for next week when you're like, so I watched the new Endless Love, and first of all, this is what I think about it. Um, I think that's all I watch. I watch. I feel like I watched a bunch of movies this week, but mm. yeah. So that was that was kind of my thing. But um, I, I liked Endless Love, and it's on Hulu, and I'd recommend it because oh. it was. Yeah. I might put it on. I might yeah. put it on. I mean, I, I watch it pretty casually. Yeah. Usually, I'm doing other stuff. I'm. I like a it's good for teen the movie. Podcast, but. I like a good teen movie. Yeah. So yeah, you this might one like sounds it. Sounds dramatic in a kind of an entertaining way, and it's not gross like the kissing booth. <laughs> Thank God. I know. Surprisingly, um, Noah didn't burn anyone's house down. No. So although maybe he maybe should have. <laughs> You said that, and I was thinking it, and then I said it later. Haley, we're twins. (laughs) What did she say? Oh no, we're like related. (laughs) It's like we're sisters. Haley, we're twins. (laughs) Oh, I I just got goosebumps. I love that movie so much. (laughs) So, um, I took a bunch of days off of work. Uh Uh, Oh yeah, you went to Detroit. How was Detroit? It Detroit is was was awesome. Um, we went to see Tigers game, mm-hmm. and they were playing. Seems appropriate for Moneyball. They were playing Oakland of all teams. Like <laughs> they were play, playing Oakland, who Moneyball is about. So right. that was like super novel that and unplanned. Kind of interesting. Yeah, we didn't plan it that way. It just happened. It just sort of converged that way. So that was really fun. Um, and yeah, it was really nice going to the base. We hadn't gone to a baseball there? game. No, it was well. It was beautiful at the game. It was kind of chilly actually at the game because it was windy. Um, prior to the game we walked to get dinner and then we walked to the ballpark because our hotel was like a couple blocks away you know and i was and i wore a sweatshirt because i was wait did you just hear that loud yeah it was a car i think okay that was so loud i was like what the hell's going think, on or maybe it was a motorcycle i don't know it could have been <laughs> okay. it was somebody thought i was imagining things yeah. is it because i know sold it <laughs> you just like went through it and you were like you didn't like make any expression so i was like great i'm losing my mind that's fine that's fine that's totally fine <laughs> that's like when you're sitting somewhere and the lights go out for a second and you're like did everybody see that i just want to check that everybody saw that <laughs> There's, I hate, like, I know I always go back to this, but there's an episode of Community. It's a pilot, actually, where, um... Who's in that show? Uh, who's in that show? <laughs> Keep going. I'm just kidding. And, uh, the girls are, like, are doing that silent, like, talking <gasps> I love back that and part. Forth. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I like, actually go, saw they're that. They're like, go talk to him, but they're, like, all speaking yeah. silently, and, and Abbott goes, can you hear me? <laughs> Is anyone able to hear me? What's going on? What, I, am I, and they're like, I actually, we can hear you. <laughs> I remember watching that, the pilot, the day that it, it, like, premiered, really? and that scene was so funny. I laughed out loud, and I thought, this show is gonna be really funny, and then I, I, sort of like dropped off watching it for no particular okay i don't have any like bad memories i can't remember particularly why i stopped i just i felt like the episodes that came after didn't necessarily match that like magical scene for me so i sort of stopped (laughs) i didn't watch it all the time after that but that scene was so funny i know it's uh i think that's one of the best pilots i've ever I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly, of a show. Usually, the pilot of a show is is like the weakest. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Because if I had seen 
like the 30 Rock pilot or the Arrested Development pilot, I would have never finished the rest of those shows, but I had like bought the seasons. Mm-hmm. So then I I was like, well, I already own it. I might as well watch it. And then I ended up loving them, yeah. you know? But if I had, I would have been like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, the pilot is usually yeah. like pretty it's, rough. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. So anyway... Yeah, we went to Detroit, and that was really fun, because the, the last time we saw a baseball game in person was, like, the end like of September 2019, actually. Oh, yeah. We went to a White Sox game in Chicago, a White Sox-Tigers game, and little did we know, <laughs> you know, that that was the end of fun. Well, not fun, but I mean the end of going places for a while. And uh, so, it was really fun to go on a road trip and it was really fun to stay at a hotel. Where'd and you guys stay? We stayed at a place called the Athenium, which is, is in it? Greek town. Oh, okay. Did you and guys get Greek food? We didn't get Greek food oh, because no. well, we got there like we got there. We left on we got there on Monday night, a couple hours before the game started, and we were toying with the idea of going to Pegasus because I, you know, it's right there. But we had I love like Pegasus. there's like a window that you have be- before the game starts, and we had to walk to the game. And so anyway, um, so we just got Jimmy John's, which is delicious. I like Jimmy John's mm-hmm. because we wanted to like drink beer in the hotel room and like relax before the game and right so it was really fun so we had jimmy john's took it back to the hotel room drank beer you know relaxed nice. and then we went to the game and you know drank some more beer and watched the <laughs> game course. and it was really fun and it, they didn't the tigers lost but they only lost by two so it wasn't you know like i mean compared to the oakland like, yeah <laughs> what can i say and um, i wouldn't have known that if i just not <laughs> <laughs> no i like it and uh, there was a really cool usher there so our seats were a little bit further back so we were under like the roof area and i was kind of creating a wind tunnel and the usher just sort of i don't know if he took pity on us or what and because uh, there was a moment a couple moments when i was like kind of shivering and I, I mean it was really fun so it wasn't i wasn't miserable i was just like cold you know and like my beer drinking hand was starting to like get cold oh no and the usher just kindly came up to us and he's like you guys can go sit up in those cl- further up seats right over there probably be a little less windy there and we went up and it was a lot it was probably like 10 degrees warmer there wow. it was still chilly but it was so that was but that makes, really that cool ten, 10 difference though makes, yeah, yeah and plus or 10 degrees we could see like the lights and everything then and it was it was just really it was it was just really fun and um it was fun and uh nice little date yeah yeah and yeah. uh then we uh went home we came home on tuesday Nice. So it was really cool, and we um, so when we were driving home, well, we we were like gonna go someplace for breakfast, but then it was it was a little bit later when we finally left the hotel, and so we decided to get on the road for a little bit before we got breakfast, and so we decided to go to Panera Bread, and so we got off the highway, and we could not in Farmington Hills, and we could not find the Panera anyway anywhere. Like I was driving, and I was looking for the sign, and I was like, I don't see the Panera sign, and then the gps was like turn around and go a mile and a half back and i'm like so we passed it a mile and a half ago so we get damn i turn around and i go back and and then finally it's like arrived and it was like a an empty shell of a building like a panera used to be there oh and so i was like okay well it's not me it's it's the gps right so then mike's like okay well i found another panera bread in novi so let's get back on the highway and go to that one and as we were going toward the highway entrance there's panera bread on the other side of the road so (laughs) we ended up getting panera bread 
and that was fun. We, Did we, you go the one in Novi? No, we went in the one oh, in Farmington okay, Hills okay. because we saw it right before we got on the oh, highway. Oh, I thought you were like on the highway, then you were like, oh, shit. Yeah, and no, like, no. Because I would have been like, fuck it, we'll just go the Yeah, no, one. we would have kept going. Yeah. I wouldn't have turned around. Yeah, I'm like, like, that one doesn't get my Well, then business. you'd have to like go around. Like, yeah, you'd be making like a huge loop. It's like a... Yeah, so it was an adventure. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. And... um Detroit is I feel like I'm pretty good at looking at a map but Detroit has some confusing like curving it doesn't seem like it's like on a grid as much as other cities I don't think I don't it know. no I don't think it is <laughs> it was, either yeah, we got turned around a couple times but it was it was all it was yeah, all fun I mean I so. lived there for like 21 years and I still I've <laughs> I've driven down several one-way streets going the wrong way where I'm like shit this is really not right <laughs> so yeah one time so. I actually I was like 17 i was pretty young and this guy like came out of like nowhere like he was walking towards me as i was walking away from my car because I, I used to go to like do like theater stuff oh yeah and he goes why did you go the wrong way down a one-way street you could have gotten killed blah, blah, blah. and i was like i'm so little i'm only 17 please leave me alone I was don't like, yell at scary. me <laughs> yeah geez that's madness it was scary yeah speaking <laughs> of being yelled at so I've been watching a lot of Hell's Kitchen on Pluto TV. A lot of yelling in that. Oh my gosh, Gordon Ramsay is so nasty. It's like the, it's like the opposite of the Great British Baking Show. Yeah, it's just like I can't even imagine getting yelled at the way he yells at people. Like I don't, none of them cry on camera. I mean, I don't know if it was me, I would just be crying oh, all day. Me too. Yeah, and I'd totally. probably get voted off because I couldn't under, I couldn't stand up under that kind of like pressure and meanness. But anyway, it's endlessly entertaining <laughs> I'm sure it and is. i've never gotten into it before but uh now you're into it for now i'm sure that it'll it's a fad that will pass but it's been fun like spending my vacation time watching it <laughs> every time i think i should do something productive they say after the commercial break someone messed up the risotto and you're like and what like, i need to find out what happened to the risotto <laughs> Dwayne, how could you mess up the risotto again okay we already went through this last time <laughs> I mean, I can't cook risotto, but you're a fucking idiot, <laughs> Dwayne. That's how they talk about each other. Like, I don't even care about Amanda. She's so stupid. <laughs> She's so and stupid. Amanda's like, all I was doing was manning the fish station. <laughs> okay. Um, the other day, speaking of um, manning stations, so the other day I went to the Cheesecake Factory with a couple of friends. Ooh. And I was like feeling like I had a lot of like just shitty food lately. So I was like, I'm just going to get a salad. I'm just going to be free and great and like get a salad (laughs) so i ordered a salad and uh the guy comes back and he goes yeah we don't have any salad and i was like what do you mean you don't have salad salad isn't really like an item it's like the final product right and so and it gets worse so he's i was like what do you mean you don't have salad and he's like gordon ramsay stat (laughs) i know and he goes well the person who was supposed to make the salad didn't come in today and i was like and no one else can do it (laughs) oh boy i know and i'm listen i was being very nice but i was just like ramon actually his name was ray because i asked him i was like but he said sometimes he calls goes by ramon so i was like ramon someone else can make the salad and he was like no order something else and really? i'm like okay yeah oh my gosh and so i go and i, I was over That's my parents place i know i would go and i was over my parents place and i was telling my dad that and he goes what what do you mean no one could make the fucking salad he's, he's going the salad is the easiest thing yeah <laughs> I, was like, I, I know 
I would have been like, if you don't want my money, then uh, give me a free entree. I was willing to pay for the salad. Now, I talk a big game, but I would never do that. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either, yeah. Um, That's messed up, though. That's My bark should, is worse than my bite. You should have like. probably, like... Make put in a complaint to the manager because uh, I'm not that kind no, I of know. person. Like I said, I'm a <laughs> like big totally talker, but a, I yeah. I wouldn't do that either. I've worked in the you know, and I wouldn't. I, it wasn't his fault. It was just I don't know. They were very busy, so but it was still like really yeah. no one else can do it. Like you can't do so it. So you, you ordered. Know? I mean, they have a salad section in the menu, right? Yeah. So they do. for the whole evening. Anybody who ordered from the salad I section. That's not doesn't make any sense. I know. It was super stupid. It was really weird. It was like, what the hell's going on? You know, I worked in the food industry for seven years, but I never worked in a place where I was actually a waitress. So if someone else knows why, please let us know because we don't know. <laughs> you know, if you have an in, insider insight, if you work at Cheesecake Factory, first give us free cheesecake. We love you. And second, just let us know. Send us an email. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, tell us. <laughs> tell us. Anyway. So, do you want to talk about the movie? Let's do it. Okay. So, what did you think? You've never seen it before. I've never seen it. What did you think? Um, I thought it was super boring. Oh. I didn't really like it. Really? Yeah. I had a really hard time paying attention to it. First of all, it has... <laughs> first of all, it's about... It's about sports ball okay and this is any sports ball okay football soccer ball rugby ball <laughs> cricket ball whatever cricket ball yes yes basketball that's another one that has a ball in it <laughs> um in general i don't find that stuff interesting and i was talking to my friends about it because i was trying to figure out i was like no i like some baseball movies like i liked field of dreams you know i saw it when i was younger this was before i was obsessed with kevin costner before, before I was obsessed, obsessed with Kevin Costner. <laughs> it's a very distinct time in your life. It is. Uh, no, I was pretty young, but and and I might feel differently about it now. But when I was younger, I liked it. And my friend said, "Well, that's not really a baseball movie. It's more about a guy fulfilling his dream, and baseball just happens to be part of that dream." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes more sense. That's a good distinction." Yeah, yeah. And and so I was like, "Okay, so it's not. So it's like, yeah, it's about sports, but it's not really like about sports, you know." And I just found, like, I, oh, the second part, too, is statistics. <laughs> so you're mixing statistics, which I almost lost my mind doing <laughs> when I took a class. It was so hard. I cried so many times in that class. And you're mixing it with sports. And I do like some sports. So we've talked about this before. I do like boxing movies. I like The Wrestler. But I think stuff with, like, stuff with balls apparently i'm like nah so i thought it was pretty boring oh that's yeah a bummer i had a really hard time paying attention yeah but i do have a something that i want to show you because i i made a visual aid so i thought this was he the the actor's only in it for like maybe all of like five minutes i just i don't even know if he has any lines he is in the scene or one of the scenes where they're in like the conference room and it's like a bunch of old white dudes because that's like apparently they have like no sense of diversity and these kind of things and uh, well that's not true there was a an a uh, person of color was there yeah oh that's right mm -hmm. right but the rest were old white guys there was one like Asian fellow as well oh but the rest were old white guys 
<laughs> anyway. And I I was I was looking at this dude and I was like, holy fucking shit, that guy looks like John Wayne Gacy. And I was like, Who's John Wayne Gacy? He's the serial killer. Oh, okay. He's the one that I know the name, but I just couldn't place him. He's the killer clown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made a visual represent a visual aid, and uh, look at this. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I know it is very similar. John Wayne Gacy looks like Oliver Platt. <laughs> he does kind of. Yeah, he like. And I so I was watching, and I was like, "What the fuck is that, John Wayne Gacy?" And I like flipped out for like a second. Like I legitimately like the was casting like, "Casting department was like, <laughs> let's throw some, let's throw him in. He's in prison. We well, can like, get him for free." I legitimately was like. Oh my God! Did they take John Wayne Gacy out of prison? I was like, No, no, there's no way that they would do that. But I was like convincing myself for like a hot second. You should post that on the Insta so people can know what you're talking about. <laughs> I will. So, so I looked at the dude up, and I actually have seen him in stuff before. He was in an episode of Angel, and and that's really the only thing I really remember from oh, okay. him from. But I remember him very much from that movie because or episode because he was very creepy in it. And, oh my uh, gosh, just like John Wayne John, Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Except he was creepy and like not the way that John Wayne Gacy was creepy because John Wayne Gacy was creepy towards like like underage boys and this guy was towards like a and like an of age woman. So anyway, different, totally different. Different levels of creep. Like one's a pedophile, one's just a weirdo. Anyway, <laughs> but it's fine because what happened is he ended up getting thrown out of a window and because he was a vampire, he burned to death. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. He got his comeuppance. He did. He was, he was on fire. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, and and I thought that that was kind of funny, but I was legitimately for many seconds going, "Holy fucking shit, that's fucking John Wayne Gacy." <laughs> <sighs> so anyway. How do you feel about the movie? I I love this movie. You I, I you suggested first, it. So I assume that well, you liked it. Mike suggested it because baseball season recently started, and um, him and I have watched the movie before together. But also, he lent it to me way before I ever knew any much about baseball. You know, I knew like the basic rules, and I at that time, like the first time I ever saw it, I didn't know anything about baseball. So a lot of things kind of went over my head, but I was. I'm always struck by how just incredibly beautiful the movie is. Like, almost every shot, I think, could be a, just a beautiful still photograph. I think the contrasting colors, the light, the lighting, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I would say on the field, it is very pretty. It's, it's just every shot, like, the lens flare, the just, uh, it's the juxtaposition of, like, the grayness with the green and it's and I, I think the score is like beautifully understated. Yeah, I did like and, the score a lot too. And baseball is such a fascinating and old fashioned sport and it's so different than other sports because the ball doesn't score, the players score. And so that's just like that's something that struck me when I first started like cuz I like Mike's Mike really likes baseball, so I watched it with him and so he he was like he's taught me things about the game and and that was something that stuck out to me at, like from the very first was that I never put together before that like the players actually score which is so different than other games with balls you right know? right right and and so I never even thought of that but that's totally true it's fascinating yeah. and Mike said it's been called like chess on grass which is it's it's such a thoughtful game and there's there's a a 
part in the movie where Brad Pitt even says something like, you know, take your time. There's no time limit here. And it's right. Like, there's no time limit in baseball. It can go for hours, you know. That's very true. And it's just... It's, I do like watching baseball in person, just to, like, clarify. The atmosphere is fun. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I have seen a couple of games. I think I've seen a Tiger game or two as well. I mean, I used to live there. And, sure, yeah. Yeah. That's not something I would personally actively go seek <laughs> but you know whatever mm-hmm. um yeah i yeah. i just and i find and i really like brad pitt and jonah hill i really like their chemistry i do too and i love brad pitt's character i think he, he's so good in it and it's such a good story and it's i don't know it, it it kind of like gives me chills to watch certain parts of it and it's it's i i find it to be just such a beautiful thoughtful movie and i and i really really like it and i i don't know i i can't believe how beautiful it is for a sports movie like that's the thing that sticks out to me almost more than anything is just how gorgeous the framing the cinematography the colors i can't gush about it enough it's you you could just like like high quality print a scene from it and i would probably frame it and put it up you know what i mean yeah yeah so i just think that that's that's really cool yeah, I, I was happy that Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, and, I, and my heart like hurt a little bit because I've always really liked him as an actor. Mm-hmm. So it's, when I yeah. saw him in that, I was like, oh, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought about him in, uh, in um, Boogie Nights where he's like, hi, Dirk. You look really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> He's so uh, tal- he was so talented. Was he real, is, yeah. real tragedy. Yeah. What uh, what happened to him? I believe it was a drug overdose. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was cancer for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. I'm I thought sure. I think it was accidental. Was it? Yeah, or maybe suicide. I don't think it was oh. a terminal illness though. Speaking of which, um Jeremy Jambi, the character, the player that they got in the beginning and then he He was the Vegas let go. one. Yeah, the one that was like dancing and yeah. then they let him go the next day. He actually in real life committed suicide like oh, this, really? I think it was earlier this year, yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Seems like party party people that's like the burnout. Yeah. Yeah, I think that well, and I think that it sounds like he was really into drugs too, and I think that once you like when you do so much of that after a while, you kind of your mind's just like so messed up that you don't have the right like brain chemistry where you know uh Mm -hmm. certain chemicals like serotonin and stuff should be producing but they're not because your body's so used to that fake high you know Mm -hmm. fake serotonin high and it's it's messed up yeah so you thought it was like you there was like you thought it was boring was there any scene that stuck out to you that you enjoyed or oh i did write one thing um the, so the daughter and the daughter um first of all i was i spent the entire movie going why does that actress look so fucking familiar and it was driving me nuts and then i realized that she was in like one episode of don't trust don't trust the bean oh, apartment really? 23 yeah and uh but i i kept feeling like she wasn't she didn't seem like she was comfortable around him the way that a daughter should be comfortable around a father like it very much seemed like she was kind of like I'm working with Brad Pitt, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I don't know if it's just like she's too young or whatever, but I, I've talked about this before where there, I think that it's like difficult to cast. And even though she's young, like it's sometimes difficult to cast daughters and fathers, you know? Um, and 
I think I had mentioned it before, or maybe I hadn't, but one of the best shows or movies I've ever seen, like I'm including both of those, where as far as like a father-daughter relationship goes, is Lie to Me, is is Tim Roth's uh, relationship with his daughter. Because you can like, it feels like they are father and daughter. You know what I mean? The way that they interact with each other. It just felt, but this didn't feel very like, it just didn't feel authentic to me. It felt like she was really stiff. And I don't know if it was maybe done intentionally because it seemed like she, I mean, she, so she lives with her mom, right? You're assuming she, she lives with her mom. And the, the stepdad seemed really nice. Like he see, he was like always very, you know, he was really considerate and he was asking like, Billy, what's going on with your life? And he was like, actually at like follow up questions and everything. So I was like, oh, the stepdad seems like a really decent dude. And um, I don't know if it's just because maybe she doesn't t- spend a lot of time with her biological father. And that's maybe why. But it, to me, I was just, I, I don't know, it would just seem very stiff, you know? Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I felt that way, but I actually kind of I think I had a slightly different viewpoint of it because I felt like they were both go- sort of wading into this new ter- territory, territory, territory of him being her dad. Well, there's another father figure in her life now. Oh yeah, living with her, and she's living in this man's house. And I really, um, this the daughter storyline I really liked in terms of an anchor for why he might stay with a team like Oakland when he's offered $12 million. I mean, I I think at the end he said, you know, like, so basically let me give, I'm going to give just a brief synopsis of the story. So it's based on the true story of Billy Bean. And he had like high prospects coming out of high school to be a major league player. And I believe it was the Mets. They like paid for him to be on their, you know, to come onto their team uh, for his rookie year and I think he just like got to the big leagues and, and sort of choked which happens yeah. a lot yeah and, well, and there's then, a lot of people watching you and mm-hmm. yeah and uh, and then over time he stopped being a player and became a general manager for the Oakland A's and so this movie is about him you know sort of well it's about the disparity between like rich teams like the Yankees who have millions of dollars to buy players and right. teams like Oakland who have like I don't remember the number, like, you know, not millions of dollars yeah, to buy players, basically. it was still pretty basically. high, but it wasn't, like, yeah. it wasn't... and so... Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he he comes in contact with Peter Brandt, who is paid, played by Jonah Hill, and they put into action this, this guy, this statistician, I guess, who created this, like, algorithm for buying runs instead of buying, like... You know, traditional scouts would go out and they'll be like, oh, that guy looks like he's going to be a star or and I asked Mike some advice to before this, because I, even though I know like a lot more about baseball than I used to, I don't know enough about baseball. So anything I, I say anything about baseball, <laughs> anything I say, I either asked Mike about it or okay. I sort of drew the conclusion myself and it might not be correct, but uh, just yeah. to clarify, I'm no expert, and I did ask Mike a lot of questions, and he said that I could text him during the recording <laughs> if I had any other questions. Okay, so, um, thank you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mike. And uh, so, anyway, so old school scouting was like, oh, this guy looks good, and he gets a lot of hits because mm-hmm. hits are really flashy. But what you really want is to get on base and to get runs, and so you you know you don't necessarily need to buy the flashy good-looking like 
model or Fabio guy <laughs> when the other yeah. guy who looks kind of funny or might be Didn't a little someone heavy say or, who's Fabio? Yeah, the old man was like who's Fabio um you know like they're actually better they get on base way more and when you get on base you're more likely to get a run when you get a run you're more likely to score right, and so right. on and so forth right and everybody sort of thought that he was crazy and nobody really backed him but then Oakland did, had like an amazing 20 game streak in a row of winning which yeah, is that like was crazy. A, a record like unheard of and then uh and then Boston adopted his his whole system and as we all know Boston won the World Series just a couple years later breaking like I think like an 86 year not no way yeah yeah know? they said that the, the curse, end. The yeah curse yeah of, yeah the bambino yeah isn't it? the curse mm-hmm. of the bambino yeah mm-hmm. i do know that so so anyway <laughs> i'm even surprised that i knew that but if you oh, had I not mean, said curse i would have i yeah, would have even I mean, like i feel like that's just like a thing yeah but you're also talking to me who just recently found out that guam is right near australia and that was like what <laughs> that was sh- shocking <laughs> so uh i like the storyline with his daughter because i feel like it is awkward especially when they're in the guitar store she's got a cute little voice but though she's a good I, singer i don't know if i care for the song aspect mm-hmm. uh, i always feel sort of like i didn't really like that she's like you're singing. a loser dad you're a loser dad you're like i think it, this song was really cute but the end where she's singing like you're a loser dad you're a loser dad i was like don't that's your dad don't be mean you know <laughs> I was like come on she's getting bold <laughs> yeah so i like that aspect of it because it it's sort of show, i'm sure you know but anyway like i was saying he said to Peter Brand, played by, played by Jonah Hill, that he made a decision based on money once. Because when he was young, he had a full ride to Stanford, but he right. chose Major League Baseball instead. And he Which said, I thought was crazy, because I was like, well, I mean... I don't think it's crazy. Like, if somebody walked, not, if but somebody <laughs> came to my door and was like, I'm going to give you five million dollars to do this thing i'd be like okay i quit my job you know well maybe not. i guess I mean, you I'd could always it, like but, yeah you'd always like go back to school but, but you, you can't always go back to the major leagues it's yeah a, well it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity a literal once in a lifetime and you don't know you're gonna choke until you get there like there right. was this gymnast her name was jordan weber mm-hmm. and i think it was the 2012 olympics in london like leading up to the olympics like she was hot stuff everyone was talking about her she was the first name on anyone's lips. Oh, Everything no. was pointing to her winning the gold and her being the superstar. And sh- when she got there, she totally choked. And she didn't even make it. Like, she didn't even score high enough to get to the all-arounds, which is unheard of for somebody who's everyone's first pick. Oh, shit. And uh, that just happens sometimes. Like, it just, right. sometimes it just happens. You well, know? yeah, and you're from a bunch of spectators, so it's, mm-hmm. like, understandable the when you're, like... pressure hits differently, or, yeah. you know, like, you never know when you're going to peak and when you've hit your peak. Oh and t- God. So, anyway, sport Ugh. is really, like, sport can be, like, so so beautiful but also so cruel yeah and uh so anyway um so he you know so he didn't want to make it's kind of like being an actor too though because it's like you you know like there's mike myers is a good example of that because he made the love guru and then his life like his career just like plummeted Mm -hmm. everyone was like no that movie was super bad we're not we don't want to hire you well then i think he was i think he was in he was in Terminal. Did you ever see Terminal? Wait, it's with Margot Robbie. There's two of them. There's no. two Terminals. They're totally the Tom not related. Yeah. yeah, they're not related at all. I think that one's called The Terminal. Oh, okay, yeah. Terminal's like terminal cancer. Oh, okay. That's what I mean by that, yeah. Um, that one was... 
it wasn't the best. It was entertaining, but I really liked Margot Robbie, and that's why I watched it. So, but it was anyway. But he was in that, and um, he was like unrecognizable. And yeah. I think he had like a bunch of prosthetics on. He did a pretty good job in that. He was in Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, he definitely is in stuff but he's not to his level of career like he was in the like 90s and 80s you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i like the daughter storyline because but i also think like he said he didn't want to make another decision based on money and so on and so forth so he stayed with oakland probably for other i mean sure, you know for other reasons too right but, well but and also I, it's I think kind the, of his baby yeah oakland is sure, kind of his baby yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. i can understand being like no no one else can this is my team i i was the one that did this i was the one that built them up to this level no you can't you can't have it it's mine you know what i mean like i can understand being you know even though he like that 12.5 million dollars though that is that's crazy i can't even imagine turning that down but that's early 2000s too so that's even more money today (laughs) that's crazy i mean once you get past a couple million what's (laughs) a couple more what are you doing um, i really like the scene when he goes to his new his ex-wife's new house Mm -hmm. there's a couple things that i really like in the movie number one is i feel like his house doesn't feel like his home it feels like a time capsule from when he was married Mm -hmm. and i think that that speaks to the fact that it must have been like a recent change but also that he's so consumed with his work and you know like maybe finds his identity sort of there big time and i i think that that's a really interesting aspect of the movie that is subtle but it stands out to me just that his house definitely looks like it was decorated by a woman and not decorated by him and then he goes to his his ex-wife's new house and it's all modern and angular and you can see the ocean and i also yeah, the juxtaposition beautiful the juxtaposition between the new husband and billy is outstanding because here we have this like ruggedly handsome major league athlete brad pitt <laughs> with a beautiful voice and a chiseled face yeah and then her new husband has this like squawky voice <laughs> and he's so puny and he's wearing these like hippie sandals and oh my God. i that was so love funny it. that you mentioned that about the voice because I was like, oh, this guy's handsome. And then he started talking and I was like, oh. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's jarring. And I like it, it, that. He has like a higher, like you don't expect him to have that high of a voice. No, yeah. yeah. And he and does. It's, it's perfect casting because it's, it's like they, you know, obviously they had fundamental problems in their marriage oh, for her to go time. from that to that. And also, I love, I think it's masterful, the, what's her name, Robin Wright? Mm-hmm. The awkwardness. So, she an- she answers the door, and she's like, oh, um, geez, I can't remember the little girl's name. I know, yeah. I have to look at the... Casey. Her name is Casey. I had to look it up. So, oh, okay. she's, so Robin Wright is like, oh, Casey's not here. She's at a friend's, but she'll be back. Come on in. And right from the get-go, you're like, this is not what he had in mind. He was just trying to pick her he up. Was like, why well, don't so want to? We're sitting <laughs> there, and there's just this, like, they're talking a little bit back and forth, and you, t- you can tell that they're very quickly running out of pleasantries. But I really like how easily his ex-wife sort of discusses baseball and and the new husband um mispronounces jambi's name he's like gmb and and the wife goes jambi you know because she's lived with this right she's lived with him being a scout or oh, yeah, you know being a general sure. manager and so she knows baseball she knows what it's like and 
and yeah the ex-husband's making an effort but i think it's more because of awkwardness than anything else and yeah, but he it was but he was like it wasn't just that though it was because he he was asking him questions that were relevant to what was going on you know what i yeah. mean because he could have been going you know saying like oh how's the car doing or what you know what mm-hmm. i mean just like really generic stuff but that's he a was good point. but he was like oh i'm actively taking an interest in your life and that's why i was like oh i like the stepdad he, seem, he seems he very seem nice like a nice yeah. guy yeah but someone that actively takes an interest in your life even if like he, he's i mean it, to me like that's such a it's a it's a nice olive brand branch to extend because he could be like well no you're my ex you know you're well, my wife's ex or whatever but there's also this like inherent awkwardness of like yes you used to be married to this woman and now i am married to her right. and all that that entails they're all like we're both eskimo brothers yeah and, super and so it's awkward <laughs> it makes it weird and and so the guy was trying to like like you said st- like hold out an olive branch but there's a moment when they all run out of things to say at the same time and it's yeah. so well done because that like tenseness because then robin wright goes where was she again <laughs> up the street and i was like that's perfect it's so realistic like it i feel is. like i've never been in that situation with like like being like my ex and my new right. husband you know i've never been in that but i've been in definite situations where you're like oh crap we've all run out of things to say <laughs> and no one is making an effort to it's think of anything new <laughs> yeah and so let's go back to our common ground of the daughter and i i mean they didn't even have to really include that in the movie but since they did and it's so well done i'm glad they did because that scene yeah. always sticks out to me because it's really hard in my mind it's hard to contray con- contray convey realistic awkwardness and yeah. i thought that they did it really well i think so too i think so too Mm -hmm. i i think that um you know everyone kind of is like oh she's home (laughs) thank god the kid's home oh finally (laughs) now he can leave yeah yeah. i i I think it it was interesting to show that his relationship with his ex was still very it seemed like it was convival is that is it convival convival that's a word but i don't actually know the definition (laughs) I, it, it means like friendly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only reason I know that is because it's a lot trait in The Sims. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or else I would never use that word. Uh, but yeah, so they have they have a good relationship, you know. Yeah, and they're co-parenting, yeah. and and because you could see, I mean, he's such a. Um, he's kind of aggressive you know and when he gets and <laughs> kind mad of, kind yeah. of yeah when he gets mad he throws shit he breaks shit whatever which i hate i don't like that in a person that would be like that would be a deal yeah, breaker if someone i was dating was like punching walls i'd be like get the fuck out of here he, because next time i'm afraid it'll be my face he tipped over a couple things and i was like oh boy yeah i was yeah. like calm down buddy <laughs> like let's take it down about 10 notches all right um i'll go get your xanax take three of them all right and there's bed over there you're gonna pass the fuck out <laughs> i've never had xanax before but i imagine that's what it's like i've been told that's what it's like oh, anyway nice <laughs> i also think that the daughter storyline was good because then we didn't have to like because there has to be somebody outside of baseball to give us like 
like almost like a wellness check on Billy because mm-hmm. the people in the offices aren't going to ask him. You know, he's wheeling and dealing and doing business and right. we need to see him a little bit vulnerable sometimes. And so his daughter could sort of give give us those like gut checks mm-hmm. without bogging it down with like a romantic storyline, you know, yeah, and the drama yeah, that comes yeah. with romance. So I, I thought well, that his also, daughter was important. I feel like the romance wouldn't fit into that just the exactly. whole thing. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. So I think it's just good to... It'd be like shoved in there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that movie Gifted. Mm-hmm. Remember with Chris Evans? And remember how pissed off I was when we left the theater? <laughs> I really didn't like that movie. But I was thinking about that and I was like, and they had this like really interesting story, but then they shoved that love interest plot in there that didn't really have to be in there at all. And it was like, Ugh. well, and also the whole, you know, you whatever. Anyway, anyway, just reminded me of that because I was thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yesterday after, so when I got home from Detroit, I went to do dinner. I went to dinner with my, I went, oh my gosh, I went to my parents' house and had dinner with them. Mm-hmm. And they were asking me about the baseball game. And my dad does not, like baseball he's not into baseball at all and he said randomly have you ever seen that Moneyball movie <laughs> and i said yeah that movie's great and he was like oh i watched it a couple weeks ago and i thought i would hate it but i, I really enjoyed it and, wow. and i thought well if my dad likes it then maybe lauren will like it <laughs> oh, because no. it, it was so shocking like i never in a million years would have thought that my dad would a watch it and b like it because he does not like baseball and um anyway but um yeah, I, it's. I think I knew I wasn't going to, and as I was watching, I was just, I, I was, I was just like, this is, this is the longest movie, ever, and I was like, I would rather watch Communion, honestly. <laughs> um, I really like. You're right, the- though. It's not. It is not a bad movie. It's just a preference, you know. I I yeah. agree with you. It is not a bad movie, but it's. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I uh, I really like the scenes. I really really like uh, Billy Bean and Peter Brandt's relationship. Like, me so, too. Uh, Billy goes to the Cleveland Indians to try to you know trade players, and he sees Peter Brandt sort of whisper in somebody's ear. And they're like, no, we ca- we can't give you that player. And I really like how frustrated Brad Pitt gets, and he's like, what are, what are we doing here? You know, like, why am I here? You're not going to give me any players. This is all pointless. And then he, I like how I he's- had to go all the way to Indiana for this bullshit. Ohio, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with me? The Amanda, Cleveland, Indiana. Amanda, Olivia, Sophia. <laughs> So he he's walking Sophie, through. He's, not Sophia. Sorry. Oh yeah, he's yeah. walking through the um like the cubicles, and you can see like Jonah Hill's eyes above the wall, and Jonah Hill's like he might be looking for me, and then he comes up to he, Billy finds him, and he's like, "Who are you? Why did they listen to you in there?" And uh and Peter Brandt's like really sheepish, and he's like, well, "I don't think they do listen to me very much," and he goes, "They just did." So what's going on? And I like how Peter is kind of like. It feels like he's kind of like internally being like to Billy, like keep it down, let's keep a low profile. Yeah, I thought that too. And he, he kind of looks like, around, maybe like just a little chill. And then Billy's like, oh, he does like a head gesture, like okay, let's go talk about it somewhere else. And so he's walking through the office, and Peter's sort of dragging his feet, and Billy's like wildly waving, like come on, like not subtle at all. So any secrecy about them having any sort of clandestine meeting is blown out the window because Billy <laughs> could like couldn't care less right, if right. anyone sees him talking, and and so that's when he first learns about peter who and i can't remember the name of the guy who actually like thought up the statistical thing which is kind of like a big 
part of the movie. And uh, let's see. Bill James. Okay. So I think it's it's Bill James who, I guess, originally Billy James. Created, <laughs> created the like the theorem or whatever and peter brandt's like a yale graduate he graduated with an economics degree and he's he's talking to uh billy and he's telling him you know like you should be buying wins not you know you shouldn't be scouting you're scouting for the wrong thing and and so the the oakland Oakland lost three like major players so they have to replace those players and that was the there was two giambis right jason giambi right who was like the super super player and then do you know if he's still playing i don't know if he is he's he's uh i would think he's probably retired by now if it's been 20 years yeah i can look it up really quick i know football players don't last very long and they have like lifetimes of issues with their knees and their backs and everything like that because you know i i've told you my cousin's husband works with um he's a sports agent so actually i think he, he kind of well i don't think he quite does what billy bean does but something somewhat similar you know but mm-hmm. he works more closely with him like they will be like they'll be like doug can you get me 20 dollars on the atm or whatever and he'll be like yeah <laughs> it's like four in the morning and he's like i'm in las vegas like a bunch of girls so you give me 20 dollars on the atm <laughs> he's like yeah okay <laughs> it's four in the morning here too but sure i'll go do that for you you grown-ass man wow <laughs> that's what he's paid for paid oh, big bucks. yeah uh so anyway yeah jason giambi it looks like he ended in 2014 he stopped playing okay Okay. and jeremy obviously is jeremy uh, has passed away but jeremy was his little brother and and jeremy ends up like he's not even in like the rest of the film anyway because he gets yeah he gets traded traded. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh so anyway so i I like when he calls did did jeremy did jeremy commit suicide after he after jason had retired yeah he committed suicide like this year i oh, think oh, just this like year. Okay, a couple okay. months ago so yeah. i was i was like wondering if i was that was correlated but never mind no then. yeah no well i mean i don't know what his reasons were but it right. happened this year yeah and this yeah, mo- this movie sad. took place in 2002 so right um so i really like when billy calls peter and and uh He's like, would you have drafted me in the first round? Because Billy got drafted in the first round because everybody thought he was going to be like a major star. And Peter at first was like, yeah, I totally would have. You were awesome. And he's like, no, tell me the truth. (laughs) I like that too. And so Peter's like, no, I would have drafted you. I think he said in the ninth with no sign-on bonus. And you probably would have passed and taken your scholarship. And Mike suggested that potentially that was like a final test for Billy to hire Peter. Oh, like, I think absolutely. Is he going oh, to tell totally. me it straight? Yeah. And, um, and so then he's like, I, I just really like the line where he's like, pack your bags, I just bought you from the Indians. And I know <laughs> that too. that's inaccurate wording. I'm sure he just was like offering him a job, but I like that they use the baseball terminology. Right, I thought it was right. very it just worked. Well, he I like really liked it. Him, yeah. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, good point. Right. And yeah. and so then um and then you know, I like their working relationship and I like how he <laughs> He brings him into the the conference room with all these like old timers, and he just sort of introduces them. But then Philip Seymour Hoffman's character Art is waiting to talk to him in the hallway, so he just sort of leaves him in there. And I thought that that was a Here, good, good like, luck. So awkward. <laughs> Nobody really talked to him, but I just thought like, oh geez, what an what a I, could beginning. Could you imagine being that situation? You're like, hi everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm I'm a little new to this. <laughs> um, that reminds the headhunted thing. I read this book once called A Year in the Merit, and I don't remember who the author is, but uh, it's about this guy that lives in like Paris for a year, and his. Uh, boss is this like really chaotic like like guy who's like has a bunch of affairs but there's one scene or there's one part where he goes he's like oh I found so and so and so I decapitated him and he was like you headhunted me sir <laughs> the difference in <laughs> the, the terminology yeah. oh okay oh that's good I like that because <laughs> he was like he couldn't remember what you know but like headhunted he decapitated you could, to like, head- yeah you can yeah. see yeah mm-hmm. and I thought I just so whenever I hear headhunted I always think of that part where he's like and I decapitated him <laughs> <laughs> that's the I like that little language right? uh, colloquialism or right? maybe not even that because it's an actual like word like right. that, so that's right. cool <laughs> I like when they're sitting in the room and it gets so tense. Like all the old timers are sort of, you know, yeah. it's probably because they're hanging out with a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gacy is in there. And he just sort of brings on Peter in such a quick manner where he, he's like, Peter, why do we want this guy? And Peter's like, you're talking to me. Or he points at Peter. And he's like, why do we want him? And Peter's like, you're, you want me to answer? And he's like, yeah, when I point to you. And I just like that awkwardness. I love Brad Pitt. I, I just, I love him in every movie, mm-hmm. you know? like he's so I, good. I don't think I've, even if I didn't like the movie, you know, like Legends of the Fall, um, or Fight Club now, <laughs> as it turns out, I always just enjoy his performances. I think he's very talented and he's so, um, he's just like, he's just, he has a lot of energy, you know, and I think he brings like this when we've talked about how he's just like very cool, you know what I mean? He even when his characters are like that, they're they're she's just cool. Like he just has this level of cool that I'm like I'm like, Brad, if you're out there listening, would you give me lessons to be cool like you? Thanks. You just gotta believe in yourself. You always have to have pretzels yeah. when you're on the phone. Yeah. He has uh he has such charisma. He was eating in that too. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. When he's at the when he's in the the Cleveland Indians office, he's eating the peanuts on the desk, and then I always like watch for that. I'm like, I'm like, is he eating in the movie? Okay, good. It's like Sean Bean dying. If he doesn't die in a movie, what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Way to use the movie quote. Um, Mike has pointed out the scene, and he's really amused by uh, uh, Brad Pitt downing a Twinkie in two bites. Oh yeah. I was wondering it's what amazing. that was. It's amazing. It's amazing. I was um, like, is he eating a Twinkie? And he just like inhales it. It was so, and I, it was so fast that I wasn't even sure if I like saw mm-hmm. what I actually saw. And his mouth is full and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was reading letterbox reviews from Moneyball and one of them was just like, it's worth it to see Brad Pitt eating a Twinkie in two bites. So it's, it's, it's a pretty impressive. Scene. And it's, it's like the first bite's really small. Like small, it's like one fourth of it. And then the rest is like, like yeah. three fourths of it. He's just like, Whoop. he's a man. He has a plan and he's got a and business he, to run. And, and Brad Pitt loves his food. <laughs> he like, he must be, I wonder if he's like a foodie in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. He definitely has a method and it works for him. And it's very, very uh, food related, hypnotic and well done. It is. How would you think of Chris Pratt in this movie? Um, I, he he was fine. I liked him. I I, I liked what was this Hattie Hattie or Hattieberg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hattieberg Hattieberg. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, he was kind of just 
I like that he was like a little bit he wasn't like cocky or anything he was kind of more like Andy versus like Star-Lord you know uh, so and I thought it was cute that they I like that they came to the door and they're like let us in and he's like oh you're outside <laughs> like literally outside okay and um, and then like they left and he went and he like hugged his family which I thought was really cute I was like aw <laughs> so uh, yeah he, he was kind of yeah, I guess he didn't make much of, like, a huge impression or anything, but I, I definitely wasn't, like, annoyed with him as I seem to usually be, you know? Yeah, I thought that they had the beloved opportunity of having him in this movie before he became, like, Chris Oh, yeah, Pratt. that's right, yeah, because... And I think so that... So, this came out in 2011? I think so. And yes. When, yes, you're right. When mm-hmm. did... Oh, I wonder... Hold on, I want to look up. When did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy... That was like 2014, I think. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I really, I really like when they, so they're trying to find somebody to take over first base because uh, Jason Giambi was their first baseman, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I had to ask Mike about these details. Uh, so, Hatterberg was a catcher, I think. Catcher. See, so I don't, he had if to, you're going to ask me, I have no, no idea, because I had just, a hard time following that as well. So he, and he injured his elbow, so he couldn't play that position anymore. Yeah, right. And so they wanted to put him in first base because, and I asked Mike, he said it's very rare that first baseman would have to throw very much, you know. Oh, okay. So anyway, but it's also such a different position that he'd have to sort of, re, you know, almost relearn oh, yeah, baseball sure. a little right. bit. And I love it. They get to his house, him, um, who's the guy that was with him? It was... Ron Ron Washington was the character name, or the real, I guess it's a real person. His The actor's name is Brent Jennings, but it's Ron mm-hmm. Washington, who I think uh, Mike said might work for the Astros now in real life. Anyway, don't quote me on it. I can't remember, but anyway. I have no so clue. So, Billy Bean and him are at Chris Pratt's house, Scott Hatterberg's house, and they're like, we want you to play first base. And he was like... Uh, first base. I don't. I don't play first base. And Brad Pitt, Billy Bean's like, it'll be easy. Just tell him, Ron. And Ron's like, it's incredibly difficult. <laughs> and without <laughs> missing a beat, without missing a beat, Billy goes, anything worth doing is. <laughs> and it's just like he's always selling. He's always. You know, like I know, because I would have tripped over words. I would have been like, "You were supposed to be on my side, <laughs> asshole!" Like, <laughs> you know? and I just think it's it's really cool the way they're giving him, like, you know, his career is dead in the water, and they're giving him a, a second, a, a, like, a new lease on life. And right. I think that that's just really beautiful. And I think Chris Pratt plays that really, like, really beautifully because he's sort of almost like wide-eyed knowing that this is his last chance right and not confident not cocky not an ace but willing to give it a shot and it's like a life life ring and yeah he gives his family a hug and it's it's just really cool and he does such a good job in that movie and he's in it sparingly as well but i yeah. think even if he was in it a lot i think he would have done a good job because he wouldn't so have too. been as nor- like his new sort of persona his new cocky Pat. self yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then there's that scene where it's like he um, got abs and then he like lost the the interesting part of his personality is pretty, pretty much i think he got a big paycheck <laughs> yeah well and then like he you know i mean then his marriage to anna ferris who's a hilarious woman you know like amazing hilarious woman fell apart it would be incredibly difficult for two very successful people to be married to each other which is well he's i mean he's a lot more successful than she is but she's pretty successful she had mom though i mean Mm -hmm. she was on that show for 
six years, I think. So yeah. that show is hilarious, and I would recommend that. Oh, it's dark. It's dark humor, but if you like dark humor, and you love Alice and Jenny, like everyone should, because she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Presley's in it too. So there was the scene with David Justice, who's played by Stephen Bishop. I don't know if he's been in anything else. I don't recognize him, but. I like when Billy Bean talks to David Justice and he's like, because David was acting like super cocky and Billy's like, and David's like, you're paying me seven million, so I am pretty important. And Billy's like, I'm not paying you seven million. The Yankees are paying you three million to play against them. That's how little they believe in you anymore. <laughs> and that's right. Yeah. And that was like, that's such a humbling conversation. Right. And, and, uh, and he, so he tells him, you know, like, be a leader. These guys they need something to look up to you know sort of like telling him to like help unify people like you know what we're trying to do here we have a system in place that's going to work if if people just believe in it and then the next scene he's talking to uh scott hatterberg and he's like well what's your biggest fear and hatterberg's like a ball coming anywhere near me <laughs> and david <laughs> sort of right. laughs yeah. and then scott's like no that that is my biggest fear and well, and like I can't. I mean, he can't even throw the ball anymore. So it's like that's that's scary. That's probably that is scary for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a position he's never played, so well, he has yeah. to like you know all these different things. So yeah, I and I. That's so funny. That's also my biggest fear when I play sports. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I don't want my glasses to get broken. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like George Michael in uh, in Arrested Development when he when Michael throws the. Um, he like throws a glass at him for him to <laughs> to get it, and Michael Sarah like turns around so the glass hits his back. Like that's totally me when someone throws something at me. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't throw this at me. <laughs> I know we do. I'm not. I'm not. I was talking to Mike at the baseball game on Monday, and I was like. I think the first thing I would do if a ball was flying at me is like duck and cover. <laughs> I would never think to catch it because that is not I my first instinct. Like, That's no. not even like my third instinct to catch it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I know. And he it's said like that was actually good. instincts down yeah. is like my, like, yeah. I'm like, protecting I'm your head and it? face is probably better, he said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like, say. Yeah. You only get, you know, you, there's a million <laughs> balls out there. You only got one Samantha head. Yeah, so right. <laughs> you got to protect it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I like uh, how everybody was at odds with Billy as well. And I really like the scenes when he's like wheeling and dealing on the phone and he's calling Cleveland trying to get the ring cone because I guess I don't know exactly what it was. There's like this one part where the guy answers him and he like hangs up on him halfway through the dude answering him back and he goes hang up when you got the answer you want yeah I, yeah i like that I, was and good. when he said that i'm like what kind of phone etiquette is that that is terrible phone etiquette <laughs> no i like it it's business because i mean business. i get it but I, I would be if someone did that to me i'd be like i i swear to god i swear billy if you hang up at he hung up on me <laughs> he fucking hung up on me (laughs) you know like i would be so mad i'd be calling him back being like i told you motherfucker not to fucking hang up on me (laughs) i feel like they're all just like in the same in the same business they're all like yelling at each other and yeah i like how peter like peter just has so much to learn powers (laughs) (laughs) just all yelling at each other and drunk and pete i like how peter is like I would never have to let someone go, and then he has to let, and or then they do that like little role play, and he goes, "I just bought a house here." And Brad Pitt's playing like a player, and he's like, "I just bought a house here. My kids go to school here." And Peter's like, "Well, you shouldn't pull them out in the middle of the school year." And Billy's like, "Just, just." 
don't do that would you rather get shot in the chest five times yes. and bleed out or shot in the head i actually <laughs> laughed out loud at that when when chona goes are those my only two choices <laughs> i was like i like laughed loudly at that i thought that was funny <laughs> that's just the kind of humor i have you know that well kind of it's dark funny yeah it's funny humor. yeah and yeah. and i like how when peter actually <laughs> has shot to in the head or shot in the chest and die and bleed out like, when, yeah when peter actually has to let somebody go or tell perez he's pena sorry tell pena that he's been traded he does it really you know like yeah, he's like, hey, this is the number, whatever. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're waiting for your call. And he's like, And he was ya. traded to the Tigers. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, that holds a special place in my heart for the Tigers, but only because I used to live nearish <laughs> Detroit. So I liked when they could get, when they thought they could get Rincon, so they were like you said like hanging up on people and calling and like leveraging deals that didn't even exist and mm-hmm. and um, gotta do it somehow you know it's like buying a car yeah you y- go somewhere and you go oh you're gonna offer me this amount well this uh place down the road had uh like two thousand dollars less do you think that you could compete with them um he's offering me uh, they're telling me that i also could get a van with the car so <laughs> Okay, so I asked Mike because I okay. wasn't sure why they thought they could get Rincon all of a sudden because he went to the Cleveland before and didn't get him. And Mike said it was just the trade deadline, so it was down to the wire before you're not allowed to trade anymore during oh. the season. Okay. So that's why they were like, we got to get him now. You know? Oh, okay, okay. So anyway, I had that question. It's like hustle um, makes it happen. Yeah, and I just liked how he was like, hey, yeah, I heard that he's going somewhere else or we're giving you this player. And then he's just like making all these fast trades. And I like that Peter just sort of has to catch up. And then the owner of the A's calls... His name is Steven, I think, and I think, or Steve, and one of the other managers for a different team's name was Steve, and so there's, like, back, a lot of back and forth, and then there's a lull, and and Billy goes, get Steve on the phone, and he's talking about the owner, and Peter's like, Steve, whatever, or Steve from the other baseball team, and <laughs> Billy's like, why would we want to call the other guy when he's supposed to be calling us, the owner, of course, <laughs> And then Peter does this like super dorky thing, which I really love because he's like, they want to buy Rincon and the owner's like not going to give them any money. And so Billy's like, okay, I'll buy him out of my own money. And then when I sell him for more money in next season or whatever, I get to keep the profits. And so Peter's relaying all this and he does this like fist pump thing, but it's so nerdy. It's like he's, you can tell he's, he's a desk jockey. He's not like a cool guy because he's like, I know. And it's like slow motion. And I love, I think it's really good acting. I think Jonah Hill is really solid. I, I've come to appreciate him more as mm-hmm. the more I've seen him in. I think that he's a decent actor. Yeah. yeah. And I just think I really like liked he, him in uh, um, Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Did you ever see I that one? I haven't seen that, but... It's, it's pretty good. I liked it. I remember liking it. I've yeah. heard it's good. I just haven't yeah. seen it. But yeah, I think he perfectly encapsulates like a Yale graduate <laughs> who wears sweaters with shirts underneath it and suits all the time <laughs> like even though billy vest. even though billy's wearing like athletic clothes the whole time he's at the office at least right. not like when he's in other offices but you know so and i just i think it's i don't know it's a really good performance in that scene but in in all the scenes and mm-hmm. and so i, I Wait, just love did that he part. win an oscar he it wasn't for Moneyball, was it i thought he won something for Wolf of Wall Street. I don't I think, think so. he won anything for Moneyball. But Moneyball did win awards, didn't it? Oh, big time. It yeah. did. It. Let me look it up because that's, I know it did or it was at least nominated. So let me, let me take a check. Take a check. Take a look. Okay. It was nominated for four, four Golden Globe Awards. Okay. 
and it oh my gosh it was nominated for awards a ton of awards but i can't find let's see it was nominated for six academy awards but it didn't win mm. but it won a ton of awards for other things like the chicago film critics association oh. critics choice movie awards gold derby awards <laughs> Uh, Golden Trailer Awards, National Society of Film Critics. So it's a bunch of awards, but not like the the major ones didn't win. Right. But it was nominated for yeah. But being a bunch. nominated still still a pretty big deal. Oh yeah, it's yeah. still a pretty big deal. And um, so anyway, I think uh, Jonah Hill does a just a tremendous job. Especially like he's really like, he was against Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street, and he mm-hmm. was against Brad Pitt in this movie and. You know he's been they're big players yeah, yeah like he yeah. can keep up with them and he and he holds his own so well and so i i think that that's a really good performance and that mm-hmm. really says something i think so too i also uh i really i really like how everybody was sort of against him and art played by philip seymour hoffman wasn't playing the team the way billy wanted him to and he was he was sort of going by his own thing and they have sort of a confrontation and art's like i'm playing the team in a way that I can explain when I'm in job interviews next year. Because in the beginning of the movie, he sort of has an issue because he's on a one-year contract, which, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know if you're going to work it there for, the, like, the next year if you're only on a one-year contract. And Billy sort of blows him off about that. And um, Mike said he doesn't know in real life if there's that much, like, like antagonistic back and forth between, like, managers and general managers. Because Art played the manager, which I guess is kind of, like, head coach kind of and the general manager is played no, by like, Billy and he's kind of like in charge of like obviously procuring the trades and right. dealing with agents and everything um but I like how so like the is it the general manager is like the big that's what Billy's head character honcho. is yeah okay mm-hmm. well I mean obviously the owner and then the head mm-hmm. honcho but it's kind of yeah. like is like the owner kind of like a producer and the general manager is like a director like yeah, they yield more power like over it. Like the producer it. is the money. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the owner <laughs> and was like the guy. Everything related back to movies because yeah. this is the way my brain works. The owner was <laughs> the guy who they, they went to his office a couple times and he wore that like sweater vest and he was always so calm. He's like, well, you'll oh, figure it he, out. He reminded me of of uh, Matthew Broderick a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like I, I like I couldn't like he didn't totally look like him, but there's something like he had like a Matthew Broderick vibe. <laughs> that makes sense. You kind of get what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 He anyway. was like, life moves pretty fast. Yeah. You don't stop to look around once in a while. It'll pass you by. Exactly. Billy. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I like that. And my dad even commented on this. And I have to say that because it's it still amazes me that my dad, like the movie left such a mark on him and he liked it. But my dad really liked it. And I also really like um, how he he like traded the players because the guy art wouldn't play the players he designated and so he was just like uh you can't play pena on first tonight and he's like billy i don't want to fight with you about this and he's like well you can't play him on first and he's like why not and billy's like because he's i I traded him he's playing for detroit now and then jambi comes in in that moment like how awkward and jambi comes in and he's like you wanted to see me and uh billy's like oh yeah i traded you here's the number you know (laughs) and uh and i like how art is just kind of like like deflated i don't like it but i you know like you know he wouldn't do what he was asked at the end of his rope he's like and he's like you're killing this team and then (laughs) 
But in the scene before that... He's like, I'm just gonna watch it burn, I guess. Yeah. Sit back and watch it burn. Give me my fucking bourbon. In the scene before that, Billy and Peter are in the office, and and Billy's like, I gotta trade John B, because, you know, like, he's kind of like a party guy and he was like celebrating after they'd lost and didn't have a good attitude and oh yeah he was like dancing in the yeah, yeah. And, and he yeah he that seemed to really piss him off mm-hmm. he's like don't dance don't celebrate like what are you doing we fucking lost yeah um i just yeah john b really like st- stood out to me because everyone's like oh he's just the party guy and so i'm like he's like going to vegas every weekend and sleeping around and uh, i was like oh okay i mean i'm not judging Living i'm kind of judging but like <laughs> it's just, yeah it's, well <laughs> you know you, you just seems like a potentially like dirty a lifestyle oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean sure, like you don't know yeah. who's been where or been with whom or whatever it's it's dangerous <clears throat> yes exactly that's that's what i yeah and yeah. um and i like how P- uh billy was like i'm gonna trade pena because art won't stop putting him on first and i want hadeberg on first and peter's like don't make an emotional decision think about what you're doing and uh and when billy is like selling pena on the phone he's like to the tigers he's like oh you know he's a great player he's probably going to be rookie of the year and peter like sort of disparaging was like he's probably going to be an all-star like don't sell him and billy like the eternal optimist i guess automatically goes he's probably going to be an all-star on the phone like as a selling point when he's like talking about losing him on the team and it's just like it's such a good character and brad pitt plays him so well and um i just keep thinking about that that whole thing when he's like no first base is super easy and the guy's like it's incredibly hard and he's like like all things are yeah everything worth doing is and uh and so uh there was something else oh and so then so peter is like like think about what you're doing don't do this but then when they're in art's office art sort of stops him and he's like you agree with this after billy leaves and peter's like 100 percent." and i liked that he had his back in public you know like fight mm-hmm. in private you know like hash it out in private but in front of everybody you should be you have to be united front yeah, and i really absolutely. i really liked that i thought that that was really cool and um so anyway you're looking at the cat the cat is bathing he's washing his little face he's so cute and then but didn't you feel like didn't it make you emotional when they had like the montage of all the winning all the Really? Not even a little bit. Oh man, I loved it. I was I sitting just, at- I, I again, I like, I had a really hard time paying attention to this movie. It was, it was a struggle for me. It was, I, like, I wanted to like it, but I just kind of had a feeling going in that that was not going to end up being the case. Yeah. Um, I was when I when we were sitting at the baseball game with Mike. I was like, I just remembered that I get to watch Moneyball, and I'm really excited because I love that <laughs> montage. Like when they're holding up like the Sweet Sixteen, Sweeter Seventeen, and then when they like a hard fought win. I mean, when I they did win number twenty and like the, fl- the right. banner I, unfurls. I didn't get emotional, but I did go, oh, good for them. So that was as emotional as it got (laughs) i went and it wasn't it was a genuine good for them it wasn't a sarcastic good for them so because i like how billy is like 
uh, I'm sure this is slightly movie-fied, you know, but Billy, oh. Billy's like, was in the movie, I mean, maybe he's probably superstitious like this, because I think most athletes have some superstition, mm-hmm. and he never watched the games, and so he's driving, trying to ignore their 20th game, and his wife and ex-wife and daughter call, and they're like, you did, you're doing a really good job, Billy, we're really proud of you, and the daughter's like, turn around and watch, turn around, and so he finally is like, oh, I'll turn around, and like, Oakland has an 11-point lead, which is crazy, like in baseball, that's like, you're pretty much i mean i I, it's like you're guaranteed to win if there's an 11 run Mm -hmm. point i think mike might get might get frustrated you're saying points because it's runs an 11 run lead (laughs) i wouldn't have known i would have been like yeah that's exactly what they're called (laughs) they have an 11 run lead and so he gets to the ballpark and then they like slowly start losing the lead and losing the lead and it gets chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and and then they're 11 11 which is crazy i think they're playing against kansas city um and and then they're the game is tied which seems also unheard of to be 11 to 11 like that's a high high score in baseball and i really like so art calls hatterberg up to bat and chris pratt He's so nervous and he's kind of like and he goes up and he hits a home run and that was good. they win and i think that it's that it's was amazing <laughs> because it's a real thing in baseball like there's a right. scene where billy is like sitting behind the scenes and he hears it and he looks and that's legit like you can hear like you know oh, yeah, what a home it's run. a loud crack uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and mike has talked about that too like like the crack of the bat and you just it's know like when a it's a beautiful home run. sound you know yeah oh it's big like, time it's like almost like a sexy sound like you're like oh they just they just had a home run yeah <laughs> you know? it, like, like you're like ooh. sort of echoes and <laughs> yeah. the crowd goes wild and it's and, and like Miguel, Cab- a sexy sound. I can't no, that I works. Says that. Like Miguel Cabrera, who is like prolific, oh, like a prolific player, who's like one of three people to have 500 home runs, 3,000 hits, and 600 uh, doubles. Which is three, three only three players have all those stats, and Holy he's just shit. like a tremendous player. And Mike. The game recently, when he got his three thousandth hit, was was on, and and Mike recorded it, and he showed me the moment. It's just like the crowd is electric when stuff like that happens, and everybody loves loves him, and you know, and it was just so. Imagine being in the Oakland ballpark when they get the home run to send them to their twentieth consecutive win. Like that would have been magic. Like it would have yeah. been. I don't know. It's just it's so cool, and it's so I don't. I just think it's such a cool moment in the movie and no um, i i remember yeah that scene was um he hit the home run and i was like and i i I just i like the look on hattieberg's face he's kind of like what is happening and then it's like the realization he's like oh shit i gotta run and mm -hmm. then yeah that was good i did like that part yeah and i asked mike because i like i know that it's i said i know this is hypothetical and it would never happen but if a player hits a home run but doesn't run the bases, does it count in the score? And he said no, which is why baseball is so unique. Well, wait, what is it if he? What is it if so? He, the player has hit a home run. It's over the fence. It's a definite home run. He just has to run the bases. If he doesn't run the bases, it doesn't. It's oh, not scored. Yeah. Like it's not. I guess I knew so that. So that's why baseball yeah. is so interesting because the person, which I said earlier, scores. Right. Not and he the said, ball. like, the umpire is, is there, like, making sure that you run across home plate. And Mike said he even thinks, like, you have to obviously run 
the bases in order too like you right. can't do something crazy and and i just <laughs> zigzag yeah like you can't do like some weird celebratory zigzag or something right. which i think would be really frowned on anyway but well, um, yeah i would imagine anyone would be like, like what was your like, okay like what your was horses. the point of that <laughs> yeah. asshole you just cast us to lose thanks like <laughs> so it's a mate yeah it's, so it's just it's just really cool it's it's unique you mm-hmm. know because yeah and, and um also i asked mike something that i did not understand because if you remember the scene when Brad Pitt goes to talk to that older player who has like knee braces on and he's like, I need you to stop getting ready. And the player's like, Oh, I've been traded. And Brad Pitt's like, no. Yeah. And I was like, so what does that mean? Did he get like fired? And Mike said, it's, it's called like designated for assignment, which means he's removed from the roster and the team has a week to decide what to do with him. But it almost always mean player is quote unquote homeless. And he, sort of becomes a free agent but it might be bleak at that point because he's older and he's dealing with injuries but the idea in the movie mike suggested was that the guy was like losing his job but in baseball like it sort of becomes sort of this bleak middle ground for a little while yeah sounds kind of sounds kind of like he might be fired but you're maybe not yeah yeah well and he before uh billy even said anything he's like hey man i'm really sorry about this week and i've been like really kind of struggling whatever and then he was like yeah, we're going to have to let mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> so you were like immediately you're kind of going, "Oh man, you know." Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I feel like some players probably expect it, especially a player like that. Like, okay, I'm just yeah. biding my time. But then other players like Peña and Giambi, like they're s- still young and spry, so it might be more of a shock to them, especially when like Billy was using the example of like players arguing back like i just bought a house here my kids started school you know so that's got to be i mean if you're not like top player on the team maybe it's kind of i don't know how stress i don't i wonder how stressful it is you know to be like i could get traded at any time or is there the whole thing seems stressful yeah so it's 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 kind of it's it seems like well they get paid a lot of money and they should get i mean you know they should get paid a lot of money because they're the reason that people come see games you know right right um it's still not like oh i can rest on my laurels like you always have to you know oh yeah well yeah because you're pretty much only as good as your last game Mm -hmm. you know and and yeah and that's for anyone who's in sports is that um it's like sure you know five years ago you could have been winning every game but now you're not and like what's happening here it's you're just too old or you're you're just tired of what we're doing you know like that's a long time to play a game full time and you know um, yeah they play so many games yeah like over i mean i don't even know i mean you do it for the love of the game obviously because people like people that are players don't like they love the game you know sure but just um, like taylor swift said (laughs) so she said that's for love of the game you love the game (laughs) oh i love blank space that's one of my favorite songs (laughs) right here actually um it's because it's the one where she's this she's psychotic (laughs) i was like i was like it's the psychotic girl anthem i love it (laughs) (laughs) and i like that i've seen the video like 12 times yeah it's a cool video it's a fancy house and everything i love when she's like stabbing the cake and everything Mm -hmm. she's fun it's fun it is fun yeah so yeah i um i also like at the end it sort of like gets me emotional when he goes and talks to the owner of the boston red sox and the owner is like you know i know that everybody's giving you a hard time but the first guy through the wall always gets a little bloody and i I think that that's the first time in the movie 
I mean, Peter had his back, obviously, because Peter was the one who brought him, like, brought right. this whole thing to him, or, like, opened his eyes to it. But I think it's the first time that we see somebody acknowledge to his face that he did something monumental and he took a lot of flack that now people don't have to take like he was the whipping boy for this system that works and this new mindset that works well it's like the first of its kind too mm -hmm. what they did was i mean pretty extraordinary you know you're using essentially a formula to create a baseball team i mean it is interesting i mean i hate math but i do think that Obviously, math is it can be very compelling in certain situations, you know, like going to the moon or whatever. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of math when it takes when it comes to going to the moon. Yes, I should know. I've been many times. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm kidding. I just, oh, you're kidding? About I'm kidding. That? I'm kidding about that. Um, I just watched this this show called Inside Job. Have you ever heard of it? It's with Lizzie Kaplan and Christian Slater. It's like an animated show. No. Um, it's it's pretty funny, but it's like it's about. Um, kind of like the cia and all these like secret things that they do and and so one of them is that they go to the moon and there's like a sex cult on the moon that's like run by buzz aldrin who refused to go back to earth (laughs) 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 and she she thinks like for a second that buzz aldrin might be her dad because like her mom slept with buzz aldrin at one point and um and he, like, has an age because of, like, something about the moon and, like, the <laughs> anti-gravity or whatever. So, like, yeah, it's kind of bullshitty. But she's, like, running. She's, like, running and she's heading towards her dad. And, and her dad's, like, Buzz Aldrin is evil. And she's, like, he's really evil. And he's villainously horny. <laughs> <laughs> and I captured it with my phone and I posted it on Reddit under uh, the subreddit brand new sentence. Because I, I was, like, villainously horny. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Buzz her. punched a guy in the face did he for suggesting that the moon landing was fake oh yeah 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 it's probably because it was no i don't i don't i don't know <laughs> i think that that's an I interesting it, i don't think it was fake i don't think it was either i think that's an interesting conspiracy theory but i'm always kind of like it just seems like a little too far-fetched to be you know what i mean then again they are landing on the moon so i don't know Next next time, it's Venus. <laughs> I almost forgot the name. That would be dangerous. Then I would bet we'd know it's fake if they we land go on Venus. meet all the vegans. No, <laughs> the vegans. My bad. The vegans on Venus. On Vega? On, on Vega. Why would I say Venus? The Venusans. The Venusans. <laughs> Venusians. The, I don't know. Venusians? Venusians. Oh, I like that. Me too. Yeah, that's let's nice. land on Venus. <laughs> let's, let's go and become a Venusian. So, was there something like particularly bad that you found in the movie, or what? It, it's it's just it's the subject matter. It's the subject matter. It's the it, it just doesn't compel me. It doesn't interest me. It doesn't. Ooh, I just hit my head. Uh, yeah no it's i don't think it's a bad movie there obviously were parts that i enjoyed but overall it's not a topic i would generally go for and therefore i i just kind of wasn't different about it i really like um in the middle of the movie billy was like it's you know like it's hard it's hard not to be romantic about baseball and then at the very end he's sitting in the clubhouse and peter comes up to him and peter's like so did boston make you an offer 
and he sort of show, he shows him the paper that Boston of the number that Boston offered 12. him. 5 million. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. And um and Peter's like, "Well, you're going to be the you know, if you take it, you'll be the highest paid general manager in baseball." And then you know, like Billy's like, "I don't know. I made one decision based on money once, and I told myself I'd never do it again." And then Peter was like, "Yeah, but this decision isn't based on money. This number means that you know, this number means that what you did is valued and oh, it's yeah. valuable." And then Peter takes him into the like the video room and shows him this, this video footage of a player on the, on the minor leagues who is not like he's kind of heavy and he's not much of a runner and he hates like running the bases and he hits what he thinks is a base hit and he rounds first base and he falls down and then he's sort of scrambling to get back to first base so he doesn't get out and everybody you know and everybody's like tapping on the so- on the shoulder and billy's like oh they're laughing at him and peter's like yeah you're gonna find out why they're laughing and it's because he hit a home run and so they're all like even the opposite team is like waving him forward like you got a home run around the bases and they're all like slapping him and slapping him on the butt which is such a unique baseball thing and, I, know, I noticed and, that too um, I was like womp oh there goes one on the butt <laughs> and uh, and he's like and Peter's like he hit a home run and he didn't even know it and I really love that and I love that the movie doesn't take itself too seriously because it Peter goes, it's a metaphor. And Billy's like, I know, it's a metaphor. But then you can tell that Billy's getting kind of choked up and he's like, how could you not be romantic about baseball? And it's just such a beautiful moment. And I like the amount of levity they put in it because it'd be so easy to just make it go straight schmaltz. But because there's levity, because they have this chemistry and because it's such a good example and such a good story and sport can be so beautiful and so cruel that all of that wrapped up together, I think, make that such a good ending to the movie and such a good sort of message that everybody was against him the whole time but he kept at it he saw it through and and then you find out that boston adopted like the theories and they won the world series and it and then like even the the boston the owner was like if everybody in baseball isn't tearing down their team and rebuilding it with your style they're dinosaurs you know like everything has changed he changed everything and and I just I I don't know. And he ended up not taking the Yankees job as we talked about, and or not Yankees, sorry, woo, <laughs> the Red Sox job as we talked about. And um, I don't know. I, I would just have think even no. <laughs> I wouldn't have even been able the to. The listeners would have been like, "How dare you!" At all of I our Boston like, yes, listeners, you're right, the yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mike pointed out something that I think is really good is how he really liked he really likes how. Boston is like gray and rainy compared to Oakland and California, which is like sunny and and just the light and and I I really like that too. Like the juxtaposition, like yeah, they're offering him twelve million, but you can tell by like the mise en scene that it is, mm-hmm. you know, like it's gray and gloomy and it's just like probably not the right move for you. But um, see, I would like Boston because <laughs> I love the gray and gloom. I love the rain, but I love the cold. And I don't like the sunny heat <laughs> at all. So, I mean, I, I don't mind the sun. I'm not like, eh, but I guess I don't really love it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, honestly, it was worth watching the movie to see, like, your face is lighting up talking about it. And it's kind of like, oh, it's just like think adorable. It's I'm like, oh, such she a loves beautiful it. movie. Yeah. Like, there's scenes like Jonah Hill's walking down this hallway for the first time and he's kind of in silhouette. 
and the hallway is curved and the coloring and the light and the shadow and like in the beginning Billy is sitting in the empty stadium listening to the game in New York and like the light is just hitting point there's just points of light because yeah, it's mostly I noticed dark that how beautiful that was yeah and there's scenes where he's like in his truck in a parking lot and the sun is setting behind these like industrial I don't know cranes or something and and just like the green of the field and the just I don't know it's just so you just loved it well made and yeah. so pretty and there's something so like I said, I, I like sports movies. I like baseball. Um, and I like sports. I like to watch the Olympics. I like sports in general. I'm, I'm not, like, super into football or soccer or any even basketball. Um, but I, I like sports movies. And I think, to use a phrase that I've probably used more than I should have, sport can be so beautiful but so cruel. And I think that that's why... I really like I think that's one of the reasons why I think sports movies are worthwhile because I don't watch a lot of sports you know I watch the Olympics pretty regular I watch the Olympics very regularly when they're on but as a for other sports I don't really watch them very much you know right and so it's I watch like UFC fighting if I catch it yeah and And that's and that's pretty I I like I like like hand-to-hand combat type of you know like boxing and UFC fighting but Again, any like sports ball? No, I'm just I'm just using a generic sports ball term for all the the sports balls. <laughs> I just I think there's something really amazing at seeing someone's life life's work get rewarded as well, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons I love the Olympics so much. And I don't know, I I just I I really I I enjoy a good sports movie, and this movie I think is top notch, and um, so. Is there anything? I have nothing. <laughs> Would you recommend the movie? <laughs> um, I think if uh, if someone was a fan of baseball, sure. But honestly, not to not not pretty regularly or consistently, I would say. So yes, ish. <laughs> I guess is my answer. Um, yeah, yes, ish. Yeah, I think it would just depend on the person entirely. What about you? I'm guessing yes. Yeah, I would recommend it. Like I said, I didn't, the first time I saw it, I didn't know anything about baseball and it still pulled me in just from the sheer beauty. And I, I, you know, the camaraderie and the history and the, just the, the pomp and circumstance of baseball and, and, and as a pastime that's older than us. And, you know, it's, there's a definitely like, there's definitely an interesting history to baseball and i think if it was something maybe that was more like that whereas like like the continuous history might be more interested in that but i i also like history so you know i mean i and and uh i was gonna say um a league of their own is also one that i did like oh yeah but you Mm -hmm. know it's a bunch of badass ladies like ruling at a game that like previously they had not been able to play so it's kind of again I, it that doesn't feel quite like a sports movie as much as it feels like a female empowerment movie you know so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would recommend it to anyone even if you don't know a lot about baseball or if you're not super into baseball because it's so pretty it's so pretty i mean i do like brad pitt a lot and brad pitt is really good in it jonah hill's really good in it and yeah. philip seymour hoffman is good and yeah if you're looking close enough, you might even see 
John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> I, yeah, I would recommend it 100% to anybody. Anybody, anybody. And, that, like, um, flipped me out, though. I was like, holy shit, that's John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> I, really, I really had a moment where I genuinely believed that that was John Wayne Gacy. I mean, it lasted for, like, probably 20 seconds, but it was there, and it was real, and it was scary. <laughs> what a budget i was like oh my god oh no <laughs> and thank you to mike for suggesting this movie and for being uh the baseball go-to yes. to answering for answering questions because while i know a lot more about baseball there's so many details and things a lot that more I than me she's know. pointing at me no oh i was just pointing i wasn't pointing oh. at you i was just pointing like but that's to make a point true <laughs> Because there's just so many things. And at the beginning of the movie, it even says, like, it's amazing how you can know so little about the sport you've been playing your whole life. So even people who have been fans of it for their whole lives, there's still, like, new things to discover, like the movie shows. And so thank you so much, Mike, for all of your uh, wise counsel. One time when when Mike and I, it was early on, I, I don't even think, I don't even know if we were dating at that point. We were just talking and I was asking him like ridiculous questions about baseball because I didn't know much. Mm-hmm. And he said, talking to me was interesting because it was like talking to an alien who just came to <laughs> Earth and didn't know anything <laughs> about baseball. And it was fascinating to him. And that stuck with me because I thought it was such a funny analogy. I and love um, that. and and so he's a really good teacher. But also just this like, movie is so beautiful. Human, what is sports ball? <laughs> <laughs> and um I am Zaxa, the magnificent <laughs> he's back <laughs> and uh so anyway so yeah and mike you know like the the baseball season just started so it's a good fitting movie to do mm-hmm. and yeah i think um thank yeah. you so thank you mike and, thanks mike you know even though i didn't really like it but you know <laughs> thanks i guess um yeah i i, I think it, the concept behind it is very interesting but overall it just it wasn't my cup of tea you know yeah so anyway you can follow us on instagram watches movies follow us on facebook i watches movies and if you like our stuff you should follow us everywhere or wherever you listen to podcasts i don't know i don't know your lives just do it and give us five stars because we're awesome anyway and if you want to serve you a movie of yours you can do one of two things you could either send us a message at watchersandmovies at gmail.com or you can uh, give us five stars on iTunes and write the movie that you want us to do and we do them usually within a couple weeks few weeks a month or so Um, and thank you so much to Mike for our theme music yes you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.